Hi everyone, it's Meg here. Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to let you know that if you're listening to this episode in real time, so March 2023, that I have a free workshop coming up called Three Steps to Improving Your Co-Parenting Relationship Even If Your Ex Doesn't Change at All. This is designed for moms after divorce who still feel stressed or anxious or angry in their co-parenting relationship and want things to change and feel like right now the only way they can change is if their ex changes. I'm going to show you how easy it can be to actually create major transformational shifts in your co-parenting relationship and how you feel day-to-day thinking about co-parenting by focusing on what is in your control to change. This made such a difference for me when I was going through the early years of co-parenting after my divorce, and I really, really want to share it with you. I have taught this to so many of my clients, and they end up feeling so much calmer, more confident, and more at peace in their co-parenting relationship, even if their ex doesn't change at all. So check out my website, meggluckman.com, for more information on the class, Three Steps to Improving Your Co-Parenting Relationship, Even If Your Ex Doesn't Change at All, that I'm hosting on March 29th. I'll see you there. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone. This is the Welcome to the Other Side podcast. And I am your host, Meg Gluckman. And on this pod, we talk about all things for moms after divorce. And in a moment, I'm going to bring you into my interview with Julie Danielson, who also coaches women after divorce. And we're going to talk about dating because that's just one of my favorite things to talk about. It's so fun. The reason I wanted to interview Julie is because she has some amazing ideas about dating after divorce, including her dating spiral. And because to me, she is like really an example of thriving after divorce. So she starts by telling us some of her story, and then we get into talking about all things dating after divorce. Enjoy. All righty. Julie, I am so excited to jump into talking about dating after divorce with you. But before we do that, I would love if you would share whatever you feel comfortable sharing about your divorce to thriving story. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was um, married and with my ex-husband for 19 years, like since we were 19 years old. And, you know, I was really struggling with depression and just my life. I had two small children. I was working full time and I felt like I was in a marriage where I didn't feel very loved and supported. And I went down the path of therapy for many years and struggled with that, but it really wasn't until I had a life coach where I really learned what it was to do the work on myself And I kind of, you know, I always say like my, my deepest, darkest moment was, or memories were of me drinking wine, sitting on my washer and dryer, smoking cigarettes. Like that was my life. I did that every single night after I put my boys to bed 
And I just would commiserate on the phone with anybody that would listen. So that was kind of my rock bottom. And then one day I just like kind of hated myself and decided I really needed help. And, you know, I had been languishing in therapy for a really long time throughout that period, but one of my friends directed me to a life coach and within three months, I lost 15 pounds. I got promoted at work. I decided to finish my master's degree in Austria for like an immersion. And like, I really just cracked out of my shell and I quit, I quit drinking for a while just to get a hold of myself. And, um, I quit smoking forever. So like a lot of things happened in a very quick amount of time. And it was during that, that I decided that I needed a divorce because I felt like, okay, I've worked on myself. Now I need to look at my marriage. And when I did that, it was like, oh, I don't think I can do all of the heavy lifting here. So I decided to get a divorce and it was the hardest decision of my life. And I, I think a lot of women will say that, that if they made that decision, it was the hardest decision to make. Yeah. And what was it like for you in the first years after divorce? You know, we took a long time to get divorced and I really try and um, help women do that process of getting a divorce that you can both come to the table and agree on. I think that was very helpful for my children that we came to the table and we had agreed on everything in our divorce, including how we were going to co-parent and what that would look like. And it really forged our co-parenting relationship going forward. It, it kind of was like closing the book on our marriage and like opening up our chapter of co-parenting. And surprisingly, we did that very, very well together. We agreed on a lot when it came to parenting, just nothing else. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And what kind of support did you have during that process? Were you still working with a coach? Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like once I started working with a coach, it was like, okay, I've, I found the secret sauce and I worked with my coach for quite a while, but I also knew that one day I wanted to become a coach and it really planted that seed of like, I'm going to coach women going through divorce one yeah. day. And you know, that, that really didn't happen until after my divorce was final. And I was really, you know, living on my own and doing the healing of learning who I am, what I want, what do I want to create for myself going forward? Like, what is it going to take for me to get my own wants, needs, and desires met in this life. Like I really set out with a lot of purpose to do that. And I dated along the way I dated and learned so much about myself in that process. And, you know, I, I think in retrospect, I can look back and teach so much about that, that process, but like women, they're going to have to do some things the hard way. Right. But I never thought that dating was hard. I went out into the dating world thinking I'm going to do this and I'm going to have fun. And if it's not fun, I'm doing something wrong. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's just pause and like <laughs> emphasize that. That is so good, right? Yeah. Dating should be fun. 
Yeah, it was really fun. And I dated, I dated quality men. And I think the, the piece that a lot of women miss is that first, that initial work of themselves getting to be okay with who they are and getting clear on their wants, needs, and desires for themselves. They yeah. end up looking for that in a man, right? Completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we also have to realize that like dating in our mid-age in 40s or however, you know, after having kids is really different than when we were dating in high school or oh dating God. in our 20s, right? <laughs> and so, so we we do need to kind of like start from the beginning or start fresh in some way and say like, what do I really want now at this particular point in my life? I mean, when I picked my husband, he had a car and a letterman's jacket. Like that was my criteria, (laughs) right? I I mean, I was 19. Come on. Like that was my criteria. So, so it's really important that we get clear on what our criteria is now. And not only do you need that criteria, but you also have to be that. Mm. So if you're not that, and you're not bringing that to the table, you're not going to get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're like struggling to make ends meet and you're like, I'm only going to date lawyers and doctors, like there's a gap there and you need to be able to bring something to, to the table that is like equivalent, maybe not financially, but like, you know, something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that emotionally healthy version of you that is going to attract those type of men. And you know, there's, there's more to it than just like meeting a successful man. You also want to meet an emotionally healthy man. Right. And the way we do that is by being emotionally healthy with coaching, with doing the work and all of that. I always like to talk about like, there's two, two kinds of women and we're going to break everybody into two groups. There's the wounded woman and there's the awakened woman. And the wounded woman is like, afraid to speak her truth. She lacks feelings of worth. She tolerates toxic people in her life. She's a people pleaser. She's out there fixing everything for everybody, but herself. And she has a lot of negative self-talk in her head and she compares herself to other people, right? She's probably tolerating a lot of poor treatment. Hmm right? Because she's, Mm -hmm. she's trying to be a fixer for everyone else and not really getting her own needs met. She's not taking care of herself. Now the awakened woman, she speaks her truth. She knows what she wants and she's going after it. She knows her truth. She removes toxic people from her life. She's validating herself. She speaks kindly to herself inside her head. She's supporting herself. She's her own. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And she doesn't stand for poor treatment, right? Yeah. She's not going to yeah. give a guy six chances for after he's cheated on her. It's like, right. nope, done. Right. I draw the line at one and you're out of here. And that's sending a message to the universe. Like you're not going to tolerate poor treatment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you go into the dating world, um, I talk about like the upward and downward spiral of relationships. and 
it's the, I call it the relationship spiral model. And I think I talk about it in great detail on one of my podcast episodes, like 30 or something podcast episode 30, um, where when you're insecure and fearful and you step into a relationship, you're going to go down a downward spiral, right? You're going to be afraid to have the hard conversations. You're going to be afraid to speak up for what you want because you're going to be people pleasing and you want to make somebody like you by being nice, Mm -hmm. right? And taking care of them in a way that's kind of a form of manipulation. You're like kind of manipulating them to like you because you're not being your true self. You're not speaking up for what you need. You're just taking care of their needs. And then you're also afraid to have hard conversations, like, you know, speaking up for what you want in life. You're there pleasing them. And when you do that, you don't know where you stand with this person, right? So when you don't know where you stand in a relationship, you're on this shaky ground and you continue that spiral of being insecure and fearful in that relationship, never really feeling supported, trusted, loved because you're the one expelling all the energy and you're not getting your needs met. Right. So if you're, can I pause you there for a second? I just want to emphasize that, that image of shaky ground that really yeah. resonates with me, right? Because it do, it just feels unstable. Like yeah. it, it feels unsafe in a little way, right? Yeah. To, that I can't really show up as my full self. That yeah. if I did show up as my full self, might something would happen, yeah. right? The relationship might end or something like that. So that shaky ground really... And this is why women feel like they lose themselves in a relationship because they were never who they really were in the first place. Yeah. And it also brings up this, this idea to me of like, not knowing what to expect, not knowing like how this relationship is going to unfold. Yeah. Because I'm not in it in an, in a truly honest, deep grounded way. Right. Like it's completely out of integrity with yourself. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I created this model because I was having a coaching session with somebody who was in this downward spiral and continued it and continued it and was trying to people please him and people please him, but nothing she did ever made him like give her that validation because she attracted him from this place of being insecure and fearful. Right. 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 And at at its core to me, it's that we don't believe that we can attract someone being who we really are. Yes. Yes. So that brings us to the awakened woman. And this is where, if you identify with that wounded woman, this is where your work lies is to become this awakened woman because only from that place can you have the upward spiral of a relationship. And that's where you are like, you're really secure with who you are. You know, your wants, needs, and desires, and you're getting them met by yourself. You don't need a freaking man, right? But Mm -hmm. you're getting into a relationship and you want, I mean, a lot of women want that. Let's just be honest. We, We want love in our lives. It's the most amazing thing you can feel on this planet. So they want to make sure that, they're in the right relationship. They're willing to have hard conversations 
they ask the hard questions because when they ask the hard questions, they're getting the truth. They're getting to the truth of the matter. And he may or may not be a fit for her. She's getting more information, right? She's asking hard questions and getting more information. When I was dating my husband, I asked a hard question. I said, hey, in 2022, I'm not living in Alaska anymore. I lived there almost my whole life, raised my kids there. And I was like, I'm I'm getting out of here. And we were only dating, right? So this was one of those pre-qualifying questions when I was willing to have a hard conversation. I was like, are you willing to leave Alaska? And he was like, yes. I'm like, awesome. More information. I can stay in this relationship. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, so important. So important. And I want to circle. It's, it's 2023. I just wanted to say really quick. And we're now living in North Carolina where the weather's warm and beautiful all the time. Right. And we're building yes. our dream home together. So, so ladies, it's possible. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that so much. I want to circle back to what you said about an awakened woman knows her wants, needs, and desires, and she's getting them met like before him, right? Outside of the dating, like she knows how to get them met. And I love the image of like dating when you find this person is like the cherry on top of your Sunday, right? Like your life is already so amazing. You already can get everything you need. And this is going to be fun, right? Versus the wounded woman Mm -hmm. who is looking for somebody to help meet her wants, needs, and desires. To fill that space. Right. She's looking for someone to fill that gaping hole in her. And honestly, we need to fill that gaping hole in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or she's looking for someone to provide security or reassurance. Rescue. Yeah. And that validation. But the reality is, is like, we need to know our wants, needs, and desires, and we need to meet them for ourselves. But part of the being on the upward spiral and asking hard questions with your potential new mate is, is he going to support those wants, needs, and desires? Is he going to be on the sideline and cheering you on with those wants, needs, and desires? Or is does he have other priorities that are going to be in direct conflict with those, right? Yeah. Like if I was dating yeah. some hunter in Alaska who was diehard about hunting and fishing all year round, he wouldn't have been willing to move when the time came, right? So got to ask the hard questions. Yeah, completely. What do you recommend to folks who identify with the wounded woman right now, right? And they see the value in getting to the awakened woman, but it feels like a big stretch. Far, far away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like you and me, (laughs) get a coach. I highly recommend it. I I think therapy was really amazing and helpful um, for a while, but there came a point where I felt like I outgrew my therapist and their job is to help you become functional in society, not thrive and be your most amazing self. And that's where I feel like coaching picks up, right? Mm -hmm. Us coaches are not dealing with a diagnosis book this thick called the DSM five. That's what the therapists are dealing with. We don't have to deal with any of that. Meg, you and I only deal with women going through divorce. Mm-hmm. We're masters at this, mm-hmm. right? So find somebody that is going to really, truly speak to you 
to help you challenge yourself and move the needle in your growth and transformation and really help you go from being a wounded woman to an awakened woman. Coaching did that for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love saying, get yourself in the room, like get yourself in a room with people doing this work too. And for some folks, that's one-on-one coaching, like what I do, but then you offer a group coaching program, which I think is phenomenal for folks to get to be in more community, be with other women going through all of this too. Can, can you talk a little bit about your program? Absolutely. Um, it's called thriving through divorce. I work with women for six months at a time and we have a group element where every week we meet on zoom with all of the ladies. And I usually teach a little something, but we open it up for dialogue and What I love about that group element is you are getting coached on other people's problems before you even think that it might be your problem Mm -hmm. learning from other people's experiences and people have aha moments from other people getting a breakthrough. So it's, it's a very amazing model. Plus we have like a community on Facebook and, you know, we're, we're doing challenges and stuff like that. And it's, just a really fun process. That's awesome. But there's also modules. So I kind of take like all the stuff that I teach and I condense it into modules. So like, that's another element of doing this work is like doing the modules and doing the homework. Yeah. 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 Because we're actually like training our brain to think different things, right? We're, we're, we're reinventing ourselves. I love this so much. I'm still reinventing Um, myself. Absolutely. That that never ends. I'm like newly, um, what is it? Uh, empty nester this year and new, new location in my life. It's like, it's always a reinvention. Yeah. So cool. And you have grandbabies too. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So many. We're calling the new house camp Mimi Papa's. So they get to come. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Um, I know that you also have a book coming out and I think that that is a really exciting offering to folks that might not be ready to jump into coaching or a coaching program quite yet, but they can start with your book. So tell us about the book. Awesome. Well, my podcast is called get over divorce. So the book is called get over divorce and guess guess where you can go (laughs) getoverdivorce.com. And you can sign up right there on that homepage to get the book. So good. It's an instant and download too. So you get it right away. Easy peasy. And you can just like dive into it tonight. I love it. Um, I had the good fortune to be on Julie's podcast and I'll link to it in the show notes. And we got Episode to talk about 99. Woohoo! <laughs> Episode 99. And we got to talk about co-parenting, which is something I love to talk about course. And um, you should definitely check out her podcast, Get Over Divorce. It's so good. It's binge worthy. She has so many great guests and so much wonderful, wonderful information on there. So definitely go check it out. Um, Julie, any last takeaway for the woman who's thinking about Mm -hmm. getting back out into dating? Yeah. And is hesitant for whatever reason. Isn't everybody... (laughs) (laughs) what's one nugget you want to give them as a takeaway? 
trust yourself. And if you don't, that's when you need to wait to date. Because if you cannot trust yourself to say no, then you're not ready to date. Then you are in the wounded woman phase where you're looking for someone to fill that hole. And you absolutely need to be the one that can stand on your own two feet and have your own back to do that. Perfect. 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 Thank you so much, Julie. Really appreciate having me. Thank you. Yeah. So good. All right, y'all. That's our episode for this week. We'll see you next week. Bye now. If you struggle with your co-parenting relationship and want to feel less stressed about your ex's behavior, come to my class, Three Keys to Improving Your Co-Parenting Relationship, Even If Your Ex Doesn't Change, on Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. I know right now it feels like nothing will improve until they change their behavior, but let me show you where you actually have the power to shift things. These three keys have been transformational for me and for my clients, and they will be for you. It sucks to feel at the whim of whatever your ex does. Let me show you the specific ways you can improve the relationship even if they never change. You deserve better. You deserve less stress. You deserve a calm, peaceful time with your kids. You deserve to be able to create the future you really want. Let me show you how. Register for the free class, Three Keys to Improving Your Co-Parenting Relationship, Even If Your Ex Doesn't Change, at the link in the show notes or at my website, meggluckman.com. You deserve more. Thank you.